welcome back to episode number 22 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I am your host, as always, Jacob Hughley. And man, I am jacked to be bringing you this one today. I had such a fun time talking with one of the young legends of the sport, already legends of the sport. Um, this guy is a 2018 junior world champion. Uh, he is also the 2019 NCAA champion and the first ever in his school's history. Uh, none other than Mr. Makai Lewis of Virginia Tech. Again, like I said, first ever national champion in wrestling for Virginia Tech. And he is just, I mean, he's a stud, man. He, he's virtually untakedownable, if that's even a word. Um, he he's just loves to wrestle and go out there and score as many points as he can. Um, he's even a dude that didn't wrestle freestyle at all until he got to Virginia Tech. And they were like, hey, man, wrestle freestyle with us. And he went out and won a world championship in his third ever freestyle tournament. Uh, the dude is just unreal. He's, he's one of the best wrestlers, not only in the sport or not only in college, but in the world right now. Um, he, he went out and won a NCAA title as a freshman over uh, reigning two-time champion Vincenzo Joseph and ended his streak for possibly four. Uh, I mean, Mikai has, you know, up to this point, done pretty much everything he can do in the sport. And, and it's only going to go up from here. Um, and I, I did verify with him, he will be back in 2021. So the champ is back on the college scene, um, you know, probably 65, maybe 74, who knows? Um, he had some fun with that answer, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him wherever he slots in. And, and obviously he's going to be the favorite to win the title, no matter where he's at. Um, and it, it's going to be a fun year for the Hokies, man. They got a great lineup and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him wrestle and, and um, especially with Makai back, it's going to be fun. But uh, if this is your first time listening to the Mac Geeks podcast, welcome. We'd love to have you. If you have a good time, make sure to leave us a, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias. Mac Geeks is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and then we also have all of our content on Rockfin. Uh, so if you don't know what Rockfin is, just Google Rockfin. And it is a new platform where we're putting all of our wrestling content. Um, you, you do have the option to put stuff on there that's premium, but everything that I put on there is 100% free. So you just have to go on there and just sign up and make an account and nobody's going to annoy you or anything. Just make an account, follow Mac Geeks, and you'll get to see all of our articles. We have lineup previews out. All of our podcasts are actually in video form as well. So if you're listening, you can actually watch this interview. Um, and you know, we, we put out ACC rankings. I'm trying to do my best to bring all the coverage to the ACC because I feel like it's, you know, one of the best conferences in wrestling. I feel like it's right behind the Big Ten at number two. And, uh, you know, I'm really trying to shed some light on some of these guys because they have great stories and it's really fun to talk to them. So uh, if you're a fan of ACC wrestling, you know, if you're a parent of an ACC wrestler or a friend or whatever, uh, be a friend, tell a friend. In the words of Pat McAfee, uh, help us spread this show. And, and, and I'm just having a good time doing it, y'all. So, uh, do us a favor and, and tell a friend and, and get it out there and, and let him know that the, the champ, Makai Lewis, came on the show. So definitely listen to Makai because not only is he one of the best wrestlers in the world, he is one of the best humans there is out there. Um, such a great dude. Generously gave me over two hours of his, of his time. And without further ado, here is the champ, Mr. Makai Lewis. It's been going good. Uh, I just got done with uh, basically my morning practice. So right after that, I had to come here and 
I'm like now doing the interview, so that's pretty funny to me. But uh, yeah, my morning's been good. Kind of tired right now, though. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, we just went from Thanksgiving to jumping up and going back into the weight room. So, yeah. <laughs> did you, did you, you know, throw down on the food yesterday, or did you, did you go pretty easy on it, or how's that go? Um, I could have went a little harder. I feel like, but I, I ate a decent amount. There you go. So you're always supposed to go hard on Thanksgiving. Like, I don't yeah. care. Just run extra, do something extra the next day. But uh, come on, it's Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of it, speaking of food, all right, I had to ask you because your, your Halloween outfit is one of the most legendary Halloween outfits I've ever seen. Um, I don't even know. Like, I guess I follow you on Instagram or something, and I was just flipping through, and I saw it, and it was the best. So you got to tell the people, you know, who were you for Halloween, and how did this idea come about? So I was Colonel Sanders for Halloween and basically the idea came about. Um, so we went to the Halloween store. I didn't know what costume I wanted to be. And I just remember, cause uh, I went with one of my buddies that works like on staff. And he like basically told me, he was like, since you like Popeyes, like why don't you just try to be Colonel Sanders? I was like, well, I would, but they don't have a Colonel Sanders like costume. And like surprisingly, we walked in and we like saw like a bunch of them. I was like, maybe I should be Colonel Sanders then. And then I just ended up like getting the costume. And then, uh, so that day, I was like missing the fried chicken box, like the bucket. So I lit. I had to go to KFC to get the bucket. But I couldn't go inside because they wasn't letting people inside. So I had to go around the drive-through. But uh, like my friends, they were like waiting on me because they instead of like taking me through the drive-through because it was like too, it was like too long of a line. I like walked all the way around, and basically like the people saw me like that was like giving out the food, and then they just start they everybody just started laughing. Even like the people in the car that was in the drive-through started laughing. And then uh, I went up to the lady, I asked her, I was like, can I have like a bucket? And then she was like, yeah, sure. And then I asked her, I was like, what about a bucket of chicken? She was like, yeah, but you're going to have to pay for it. I was like, oh. Oh, man. Come on. You dressed up as Colonel Sanders. They, yeah, I like, know. Figured they'd give you a break and at least give you like a couple, you know, a couple chickens yeah. to throw in there. Man. I made the Colonel pay. I guess even the Colonel pays at KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was awesome. That was le legitly one of my favorite Halloween outfits of all time. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it was great, man. But uh, anyway, so, you know, wrestling wise, you got some stuff coming up. Um, we haven't seen you on the mat in a long time. I guess probably since what, Bill Farrell or something like that? Um, been yeah. a long time. Uh, senior Nationals. Okay, yeah. Um, but. You got this uh, RTC Cup coming up, right? You're going to be competing in for uh, – you guys are like Southeastern RTC and NJRTC kind of mixed together. Um, and, man, looking at those those matchups you got, it's going to be fun. I'm excited because, you know, they ha how they have it set up, you guys have two duels for sure locked in. And then, you know, depending on how the outcomes of the duels go, you might hit other teams. Uh, but you for sure have uh, – it looks like Carson Cartzel first from – the Ohio RTC, and then Kyle Dake, of course, of Spartan RTC. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, this upcoming event, you know, when did you hear about it? You know, what are your thoughts on it overall? Um, well, I first heard about it when it was like right before U23s and juniors was happening. And then I just remember our coaches telling me that they wanted to like get a team out there and like try to like go to this event and they wanted me to like go to it. And I thought it was pretty cool. So, and I haven't wrestled in a long time. So I thought it was like a good opportunity for me to get on the mat. And also my coaches thought the same thing. And I just thought like the event would be pretty to like go to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the first of its kind, first of all. So, you know, you're getting to be a part of this first ever RTC duels cup thing. It's going to be really cool to watch from a fan perspective. I know it's gonna be fun for you guys. Um, mm. I mean, there's gotta be something fun about like wrestling that level of competition too. Right. Cause you know, in college, like everybody in college is good. Right. But there's still levels within college. And, you know, when you wrestle on these RTC cups, like these are, these are the best guys each of these RTCs are putting forward. So, um, you know, is there anybody specifically that you're looking forward to wrestling? I know, like I said before, you're for sure going to wrestle Karchla and Dake as, as long as that's who their team sends out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you know, other guys that are there, are Evan Wick, Logan Massa, Hayden Hydley, uh, Tommy Gant. There's, there's a bunch of other 74s there that are, that have been on the circuit. So is there anybody you're kind of like looking at, like, man, I, I'd love to wrestle that guy. Um, no, not really. I'm just like trying to go out there and just honestly, just focus on getting better and like being able to like compete. I feel like if I was focused on like wrestling somebody, it would like just mess me up mentally. Cause then I feel like I would just be focusing on them the whole entire time instead of focusing on one match at a time. So I just think like just focusing on myself and just getting better at wrestling. That's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to, another part of it that's going to be so much fun is that, I mean, you do have like a little bit of pressure, right? Because depending on how your team places, you get certain cash prizes for their RTC, but it's not the same event as like an NCAA championship or an Olympic trials or something where like, if you lose, you, you lost a tournament or you're not on the team or whatever. Um, it, I feel like it's probably a little bit, a little bit more laid back, right. Where you get to just go in and kind of test yourself against those big guys and kind of see where you're at. Um, yeah. So, man, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know I, I got to bring it up. You're going you're gonna to be wrestling Kyle Dake uh, as long as that's who they put out again. Um, Dake, obviously, two-time returning world champion. Uh, what do you think about the matchup with him? Um, I think if I go out and I compete as well as I know I can compete, that I could possibly win that match. I feel like he's really good, especially because he's a world champ. And he's a four-time NCAA champ. So I just feel like going out there, being more confident and knowing my abilities in wrestling and just focusing on getting to what I can do on my attacks, then I feel like I can be fine. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm excited to see it. Um, You know, people, everybody's going to know, you know, he's two-time world champion, four-time this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you yourself are also a world champion. So it's not, you know, let's not sweep that under the rug. Um, And I'm definitely going to ask you about that a little bit later too, but you know, just these pro cards have been popping up everywhere. Right. So you've got, 
Oh man, the, the Hawkeye one, you had the, the bunch of the Nitty Line Wrestling Club. Uh, Wisconsin just had one. Um, Tar Heel Wrestling Club's having one the same time as RTC Cup. What do you think about all these pro cups and kind of like how they're affecting the sport? Um, I think they're good and they're like affecting the sport in a positive way because like we really haven't really had like a lot of cards like this. It, reminds me of like the UFC and like how they go about like doing like their cards and then like having like the main events stuff like that so I feel like it's making our sport it's like it's like having it in more of like a positive way and like stepping to like evolving the sport more for like people to watch it more too because I know like a couple of my friends who they aren't really big wrestling fans but as soon as, like, they heard about, like, some of these, like, cards and stuff, they were, like, getting into it a little bit more, and they started to ask me about it. So I feel like it's going to be more of a positive for, like, our sport. And I really like them, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're already a wrestling fan or a wrestler, like, it's like Christmas morning every time these are on. They're awesome. But it's cool to hear you say that, that you've had other friends that maybe aren't the biggest wrestling fans that are interested in watching. That's cool. That's not something I've heard yet. So um, that's exciting for sure. I think, you know, it's also exciting. I mean, maybe not for you because you're in college, so you can't get paid yet. But, um, you know, you see some of these guys even coming out of retirement to come get paid. So um, definitely good for the, good for the sport altogether. Good for these guys to, to, you know, finally get a chance to earn some big checks at events. Um, so that's gotta be exciting for the future, especially guys like you that are coming up through college that, you know, hopefully all the kinks are going to get worked at right before you bust onto the scene afterwards where you can get paid and all that kind of stuff. So, um, very, very cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch more of these. Um, but I got to jump back in. I want to ask you about your wrestling career. So, cause everybody knows, right. If they, if they know who you are, if they know Mikhail Lewis, they know about the national championship, right. That's probably the one they know about. So let's go back to the beginning. I got to ask you, like I've been asking everybody else, how'd you get introduced to wrestling? Um, so it started when I was five, five years old and me and my brother, my brother's like five years older than me. So he was 10, I was five. Uh, we were really like, we were really rough and like just uh, too energetic for my mom sometimes. And we would wrestle all the time in our like room but it was like more so WWE, actual wrestling. So then my mom's friend. Did you say WWE's actual wrestling? No, no, like WWE, not actual. Oh, uh, okay. I was about to just hang yeah, this call up, man. No. And then, um, <laughs> then my mom's friend, because my mom, one of my mom's best friends, her boyfriend at the time, he was a wrestling coach, like a youth wrestling coach, and. My mom would like tell her stories about me and my brother all the time, just like how like rough we were. And then she like basically told my mom to put them into like her boyfriend's uh, club. And then that's how we started wrestling. And I remember the first day I got there, I tried to DDT somebody and I got like, like I got put to the side because like I was out there trying to like do WWE moves. Like I didn't know what wrestling was. So then um, they had to, teach me it took a long time though I, I got in trouble a lot when i first started yeah so, oh man i don't know if you've ever been around like any clinics or like gone back to like youth uh youth practices or whatever 
I've been mm-hmm. coaching for like five or six years now. And I can't tell you, it's like every single year you have a kid that walks in and it's like, where are the ropes coach? Yeah. Where are the chairs? Like, yeah, not the same. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. So they actually sat you out for trying to do those. Yes. They sat me out a lot. Oh, <laughs> a lot. So it just kept happening. Yeah. It got to the point where like my parents had to talk to me and like tell me like, it's not what I th- thought it was. Like I have to like pay attention, and then I finally started paying attention and started learning it. And then that's when I started like actually, yeah. you know, do certain stuff. All right. So, w- what age were you when you got in? You said I was five. Okay. Yeah. So that's young. So mm-hmm. you you got to grow up through the sport, right? And obviously, when you get in, it's something fun to do, and you know you're having a good time. Maybe you're winning, maybe you're losing, whatever. What point did you realize, like, I'm actually pretty good at this thing. Like, maybe I could go to college for it. Um, my sophomore year of high school, because that whole – so I played football, and then I went into wrestling. I got injured in football. And my injury through football carried out into, like, that wrestling season. So I wrestled injured that whole year. And I ended up taking third in states. And I remember my coaches telling me that, like, I had, like, a really good opportunity to be able to wrestle in college, which I, at the time I didn't really think. But then I started to wonder if I could because, like, after I got surgery and I, like, came back my junior year, I remember uh, I won states and then I was, like, wrestling with these like college guys and being able to like wrestle with them and like compete with them and then that's when I like started to like realize that maybe I could like be a college wrestler yeah so like sophomore junior year like between the year yeah okay so like were you like all in fully committed to wrestling before then or was that just kind of like that was the point where you're like okay like maybe I need to just focus on this so my junior year is when I quit football. I quit doing any other sport. I just focused on wrestling. So that's when I was just like dialed in on wrestling. Because leading up to that, like even when I was like five years old, I was always in like multiple sports, like growing up. So it wasn't just wrestling. Like I would always like like I either do football, I would wrestle, and now I run track. So it was like I did that from like the age of like those three sports from the age to like um, eight all the way to like basically middle school, high school. So it wasn't like really focusing on that. So when I actually started to focus on it, I saw how much better I was getting because it was like I was putting all my time and effort into just that one sport. So it was basically just like my junior year of high school. Yeah. So like, it sounds like to me, right? You, I've talked to a lot of people and, and, and a lot of guys have that same kind of approach where they started young and they just like committed to it. And like, that was all they did. And like, they yeah. just worked super hard and they didn't even win a state title maybe until senior year, if they even did. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like, you know, you just kind of like had the net, like, obviously you've been doing it for a while. Right. So you've been committed to it, but it, maybe just sounds like you kind of had a little bit more of a knack than other people might've had. I mean, you know, all these stories I hear about you, you know, with the world championships and everything, it, it's kind of like you succeed like right away. Um, so 
you know, how do, how do you think that you did so well, right? Was there, when you were in high school, was there like a couple of moves that you really stuck to that you're really good at? Or were you just kind of like everything, I can do everything? Or how did that go? Um, I feel like more so it was, um, hmm. Just headlocked everybody. Just lefty headlock every time. Um, <laughs> it was it was because I was really good at, um, I was really good at not giving up points. And then also I was good at being able to like get to the positions I was good at and like getting to the points, like getting to positions where I could score points. Cause I remember one time in my, uh, my semifinals in my junior year, I was, the score is zero zero going into like, I think the third period. And I ended up scoring like three point a three point back move because I was like so good at being on top and riding, but then also like getting them so tired that finally I could like be able to get to like the moves that I wanted to do. So it was just it was just I felt like I was really good at like defending my legs and also getting people tired. That's what I think helped me get yeah. or be successful. Well, hell, I think everybody knows you're good at defending legs by now, even if you just watch that one match at the national championships. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so you ended up, you ended your high school, uh, you wrestled in New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. um, so New Jersey, and I always got to like double check because I see like the NJ, something like I saw all the letters and I don't know if like that's just like one classification. I'm from Georgia. So like everybody yeah. does their own different thing. Um, Georgia's confusing as hell. They have eight different classifications. Makes mm -hmm. no sense. Um, but you're a two-time state champion or in uh, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and New Jersey only has one classification, right? Mm -hmm. So how does it feel? I got to imagine the first one probably felt better than the second one. That's what the kind of trend is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But how does it feel standing on the mat at the end of the season as a state champion in mm -hmm. one of the toughest wrestling states in the country that mm -hmm. only has one state champion for your weight class? It's the baddest dude in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt, especially when I won. Well, both times when I won, I felt like that because it was like, like at that weight, like no one was better than me. Like all the schools in New Jersey, which we have a lot, I was just like, I was the best kid at that weight class and no one can take that away from me. Like that's how I felt. And then like knowing like just other athletes and uh, people like coming up to you, probably knowing you from just like hearing about you winning and like things like that was pretty cool too. And just people in general knowing you around, like I remember I was, um, I was like with my friends and we was like in the town over and we were just like eating that like a Chipotle and like people like came up to me and like was like congratulating me on on winning like states when I was in high school. So just having like that type of stuff happen like made me feel good. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, and I gotta think like at that point, you know, especially after winning a second state title, but even after a first, like you're the man at that point. You got so many like young guys coming in, you know, freshmen coming in that are like, man, I want to be like Pakai one day. Mm -hmm. When you were in their shoes, right? When you were a freshman. Um, was there guys that you looked up to and how was that like when did you notice that transition of like I'm looking up to dudes to like people are now watching me 
Um, I felt like more so it wasn't that I was looking up to any of my teammates. I felt like I wanted to be better than them. That's what, like, my problem was. Oh, well, not problem, but, like, how I was. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I'm really competitive, especially when it comes to, like, wrestling. So even, like, our older guys, like, I remember I was weighing, like, 132 as a freshman, trying to, like, beat our 160-pounder who was ranked second in the state. So it was, like, like that's how I felt like I was getting better. Because, like, my team, like, especially coming as a freshman, we were really good. Like, we were ranked in the top 20 in the nation at the time. So I just felt like if all these guys are so good and they can compete at a high level, why can't I? And, like, if I can compete with them, then I should be getting better. I could be, like, the best. So, yeah, just having competition around me, I think, helped me. And just wanting to be as good as them or, like, better than them helped me too. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, it makes sense, especially when you got such a good room where, like mm-hmm. you said, like you can look at this guy and be like, you know, so-and-so placed second in the state last year. Like, yeah. if I can beat him, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm on that level, right? I can be second. I can be first. I can be somewhere around there. Uh, so, yeah, that, like, that's good. Like, oh, sorry. And, like, because um, it was funny because, like, on our team, especially in high school my freshman year, our state champion was, like, a weight class below me. And then uh, we had, like, a state uh, – like, he made it to state – the guy above me. The guy above that also made it to states. And then we had, like, the 60-pounder uh, who placed, like, six at states, but he was, like, ranked second in the state. And then, like, it's just, like – and then all of our heavyweights, like, heavier weights, they were all pretty good, too. So just having everybody around us. And then it was me and then – uh, one of my friends who was two weight classes below me, like, came in as freshmen, but, like, we were pretty good freshmen. Like, we were ranked in the state as freshmen. So, it was, like, having all that just around you, like, it just made me want to get better, so. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely get that. Um, was there anybody, you know, obviously you grew up in a really big wrestling state. Is there anybody that you grew up wrestling against that, you know, college fans know of now? You know, did you like, did you grow up wrestling against, you know, Jason Nolfer, like whoever? Like, is there any big names that people know of now that, you know, you guys were in high school together, didn't know you were going to be big names? Big names. Dang. Um, I mean, I don't think in my way. I wrestled, well, they're not big names right now but they're well not even like big names but just like anybody that's you know kind of d1 college level now Dang. you didn't care you just went out there and whooped whoever they put in front of you well um <laughs> he just won i think i think he won juniors juniors uh 79 kilos um and I wrestled him in the state finals my junior year, and I beat him in overtime. It was um, dang. Oh, Michael O'Malley. Okay. Yeah. From Drexler, I think. Drexel, right? I think. Is he a Drexel? Yeah. 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 I wrestled him in the state finals. I didn't grow up wrestling him, but I wrestled him in the state finals. Yeah. Gonna be a big name, so that's one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I never had a chance to wrestle with Shane Griffith growing up, but because we were always like different weight classes, but we know who each other are. But he's gonna be a big name. Yeah. And um, it was one more. I just forget. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I wanted to kind of transition like ask a little bit about your freestyle career. I mean, you just kind of mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, juniors. I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, you're a world champion in your own right. Um, when I've heard this story other places, but I want to get it straight from you. So when did you actually get into freestyle? So it was when I came here, I remember it was after they were done with nationals and like, I just remember Coach Freyer talking about Coach Freyer and Coach Roby talking about getting me into a freestyle freestyle to wrestle at uh, Las Vegas for the 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 Open, and at first I didn't want to do it because I was like I don't want to like, do this and like new style, but I end up doing it. I remember taking fifth. I was so mad. I got pissed off. So I just remember I came back and I just like put all my effort into like learning it and like really trying to like do good at it. And then I remember going to the actual junior trials. And when I went there, I won. And after I won, then I like kind of figured, I was like, okay, maybe I could try to do this like I guess after collegiate, so I, I might as well try to like get a little bit more better at it. And then I went like that whole summer, I was just learning freestyle, just like trying to pick up on like just little stuff that was like different from folk style and went to junior worlds and then end up winning that. And then I was just like, all right, probably I could probably do this. Yeah. So that's what I've heard before, right? Your, your third ever freestyle tournament and yeah. you won a world title, which is, Absolutely stupid. I mean, like, you didn't even wrestle freestyle before you got to Virginia Tech. Mm -mm. Man, dude, that's, that's insane. And, and so you were, I guess that was your redshirt year, right? So you were just kind of redshirting, um, yeah. you know, doing whatever you had to do to get better and, and then just decided to try this freestyle, freestyle thing out and, and win a world title just while you're at it. Uh, man, that's, that's insane. So how does, how do you think you made that, that, adaptation to freestyle so quickly because i mean everybody knows like freestyle folks are, are basically two different sports like i mean they're very different i mean there's definitely some similarities right obviously you're going to be on your feet but like as far as especially the ground game goes they're completely two different things so how did you adapt so quickly so i just focused on so it was it was really hard i'm not gonna lie because i would like clash with coach Frey a lot Cause I would get so mad in practice cause I like, I didn't know all like basically all the rules. So it would be certain times where I'll be getting in on somebody's leg, but I'll roll to my back and it's like, Oh, well he gets two points. I'm like, how does he get two points? Like I'm on top. So what's going on? Like stuff like really yeah. frustrated me. So I like, I just learned like just to focus on like key things. Like I remember telling myself, never roll to your back. I told myself to, um, wrestle, honestly, wrestle like his folk style, but just remember that you can't go out of bounds and you can't touch your knees to the ground if somebody's behind you, like stuff like that. 
And then when it came to like top and bottom, I remember I told myself on bottom, always move. Don't let them get to a lot. Cause like, I remember the first time I got gutted by Coach Freyer, I thought I broke a rib and I was like, I do not want people like to even get the chance to do that. And then um, for top, I was just always telling myself, get to leg lace. Cause I, I, I got really good at just doing leg laces. Cause like, that's all I focused on. But now I'm better at doing guts too. But I just remember telling myself, always do a leg lace. Like if I can just get to a leg lace and like try to lace them. Cause I remember everybody said, if you get to a leg lace, you can end the match real quick. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm gonna try to end the match then. So. Yeah, that's the craziest thing about freestyle, man. It's like, you know, in folk style, I feel like, like obviously you can end a match with a pin, right? But it's really hard to pin people. But in freestyle, like you could easily, like me and you could line up and you could tech me one match and then I could tech you the next match. Like it, it just, it, it can happen that way. And that's just insane. Um, and that's what's so fun about like matches like this RTC cup coming up, right? People think like, you know, oh, Dake or, or Karchler or this guy or that guy, they're all really good. But in reality, like somebody gets a takedown and gets a hold of a leg lace or a gut or something like it could be over really quickly. Um, so man, I mean, I'm, it's going to be really fun to watch, but I mean, you have a really good style. I feel like to adapt to freestyle anyways, right. Cause you have a really good defense. Um, I mean, it's really hard to take you down, hard to push you around the mat. I mean, that's going to play into your advantage already, right. If they can't take you down, they can't, you know, push you out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then obviously, you know, your, your game from your feet, how do you feel like you're, your game from your feet has improved since being at Virginia Tech with guys like Coach Freyer and, and everybody else over there, you know, helping you out. Um, it improved a lot, especially because they put me in freestyle. Cause like freestyle is more so you're on your feet most of the time. Yeah. So it got me used to just being on my feet. I felt like when I first came in, I was more better at just like top and bottom wrestling. But I feel like from wrestling freestyle, I, I got really good at being, like, good on my feet, getting to my attacks. And then um, also just seeing, like, how they, like, could teach us, like, how they teach us how to hand fight and stuff. Because I wasn't really big on shooting in the tie. I was more of, like, an outside shooter. But I learned that in college, like, people are going to be just as quick and just as strong as you, so you got to get closer so you could get more penetration, more deeper. So just learning how to use my hands, hand fighting more, and like them teaching me that helped a lot. And then also just being able to move my feet more too, because I realized that you can't just stay in front of a person thinking you're just going to shoot straight on. There's going to be people who could just counter you so fast. And then now they have your leg and now you got to figure out how to get it back. So they, uh, yeah, they helped me out a lot and they put me in a lot of situations that like it really helped me get adjusted to from high school to college to be able to like be good on my feet. Yeah. Is uh is Coach Freyer kind of the guy you usually wrestle with the most or like you know? coach wise or Yeah, coach wise. Coach wise, yeah. The other coaches, coach Coach Brewer is too small. Yes. Coach Ruff, he 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 don't want to wrestle me. And um yeah, like I would wrestle Jerry, but he's too big and then Ty's too big too, so Yeah. Um what about uh Green? Have you got a chance to wrestle him? 
also agreeing to. And I also want him a lot, freestyle. Folk style, not so much. I probably just go with a college guy. How has that helped you out since since James Green's come over? How has that helped you out with your freestyle? Oh, it helped me out a lot. Just seeing, like, the way he goes about practice and seeing, like, his mental adjustments during matches, too. Like, say if somebody get down on him, he knows that, like, he can, like, adjust his weight, like, way of, like, wrestling, just being able to, like, get to his attacks, not really worried about the score, but worrying about getting to his, like, attacks more. Also, just him, like, being more aggressive, moving his feet, and being able to, like, be, like, strong in the hand fight, but also being able to, like, be quick and attack from the outside, too, I feel like helped me out a lot. It's been helping me out a lot. Yeah, well, that's gonna be cool. Like, it sounds kind of like your your high school experience where you had that that guy in the room that was kind of, you know, second rank guy and you like, you wanted to wrestle him to get better, right? It sounds like that whole thing kind of over again, right? Because James Green, uh, world silver medalist, right? And, you know, he's been a world team member for, I mean, I don't even know how many years. Um, I mean, obviously one of the best dudes in the country. And so you kind of have that guy again to where you're like, all right, like if I could beat this dude, you know, I'm right there with everybody else. Yeah. Um, so that's got to be cool for you, man. But I, I got to ask too. So you've obviously, you've won a bunch of things, right? But so far what we've talked about, we've talked about your state championship in high school and then now your 2018 world title uh, for, you know, the junior world championships. What did it, how did it compare standing on the stage as a world champion to a high school state championship? Um, it definitely was different when I won junior worlds because like it wasn't as many people there as it was when I was like wrestling in high school, but more people knew about it after I won junior worlds because of like social media Mm -hmm. and like people seeing it. And like, I feel like I, like as soon after I won, I just remember I was like flooded with a whole bunch of just like text messages, DMs, like on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchats of people like all congratulating me, like getting a whole bunch of new followers and stuff. Like it was like, like, I feel like that was, like, more insane than, like, in high school. Because, like, in high school, like, you got everybody there and see it. Or, like, most of the people, they see it. But, like, in, at, like, juniors, like, I was overseas. So, like, not everybody was there. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just felt like they were because, like, all the, like, uh, just messages I was getting and, like, all the support I got, like, from after it. Yeah. Also got to imagine like in high school, you know, I don't know if you're the favorite or whatever, but you were probably, if not the favorite to win the state title, one of the guys where, you know, fans were like, all right, if, if Makai won, like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas at junior worlds, you, I mean, again, being your third ever freestyle tournament, I got to imagine you probably weren't the favorite or, you know, you probably oh, yeah. weren't the guy that people thought was going to win. Right. No. Uh, so, I mean, that's no, no disrespect there. Like, it's your third tournament ever. Like, yeah. like, you couldn't have been in that same position as in high school, you know? So Yeah, that made it better, too, honestly. Because, like, in high school, I was the favorite both times I won. Yeah. Well, the second time I won states, 
it was kind of even because like we were both state champs so it was like people are like oh it's like an even matchup but like um yeah at juniors like none of the foreigners knew who I was so they weren't giving me a chance but I just know like a lot of people like especially at TAC like everybody like thought I could win but it was pretty cool seeing like people's reactions of like when I actually did win especially like a bunch of foreigners because it was just like who's this kid like where he come yeah who's this guy yeah <laughs> um man yeah that's that's gotta be a cool experience and i mean it's even cooler that it happened before you even got on the college scene right like it's not like you were you know in college and, and won this won that and then you won you know a world title it's like you come in being the guy that had already won a world title uh so i gotta ask Freestyle or folk style? Definitely folk style. Yeah. It, it hasn't changed. It's, I, I'm in, I'm not as how I was when I was a freshman where I like still hated freestyle. Like, I hate it no more. I like it a little bit. Like it's not the worst thing to do, but like I just like, I grew up wrestling folk, folk yeah. style. No, that makes sense. Mm. And, I mean, I guess it sounds like it's growing on you, right? Because that was part of that story I heard, too, is that when you won a world title, it was like you didn't even really care for it. Like, not not the world title, but, like, freestyle in general. Yeah. Uh, like, I know. I was, I was so happy. I was grateful for it. But freestyle? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I was, no. I was so happy that it was over. I was yeah. like, all right, the collegiate season's here. Like, I'm ready to wrestle. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So what, I mean, I know we're, we're way into the future, right? Cause while it's, I mean, I guess it's your, you're technically a junior at Virginia tech, right. With, uh, classes, right. Yeah. But for wrestling, you're going to be a sophomore next time you step on the mat. So you got three more years or hell even four with this new eligibility thing. Um, it's way down the line, but you know, do you see yourself having a, a long freestyle career after college? Or is it just kind of something you want to dabble in while you're in college? Um, or we don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking about that, though. But I don't know. Right now, I could say it's probably something more so I'm going to do in college. Yeah. Because I'm going to be more – I feel like I'm going to be more motivated. Better, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, like I said, you, know, you technically have only been through one year of, of wrestling in college, right? So you have a long time before you even have to make that decision. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next three or four years. Um, but obviously you're a big recruit, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know personally who's calling you and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, being a two-time state champion from New Jersey has to at least garner some attention, right? So, you know, when you're going through that recruiting process, um, was there ever any other places that you were thinking of ending up or was it always Virginia Tech? Um, it was also Nebraska. And then, like, I kind of was thinking about North Carolina or NC State, but I wasn't really, like, really too big on them, those two schools. And then... 
um, I never had the opportunity for like none of the Big Ten schools. So they were never on my radar. And then Lehigh, I felt like maybe, but then as like the recruiting process was going, I like realized I'd go there. So it came down to basically like Virginia Tech and Nebraska. Yeah. And what, what ended up making that decision? So what was pulling you to Nebraska? What pulled you to Virginia Tech? And, you know, why did you end up making that decision? So Nebraska, what pulled me because it was like a lot of people who were just from New Jersey, games, girls, and like basically they made it seem like I could be like the next guy like that. And in my eyes, coming like out of high school, like you hear that, you just like, all right, like of course I'm gonna go there. But then I out there and I just didn't feel the same welcomeness as I did when I came to tech. And when I did come to tech, they like basically shot to me straight. Like they told me that it's gonna be competition. Like they told me like, yeah, they want me to be the guy, but it's not like it's gonna be handed to me. Like I'm gonna have to and I like that and I also liked how everybody on the team every time I came here to visit did not change. Like they were all the same. It was all friendly to me. And they welcomed me like I was their teammate, even though like it was like probably like my first time meeting them or my second time meeting them. So I felt like just the whole more so having like the family atmosphere out here made me go towards tech more than Nebraska. And it also seemed like how other athletes here treat the wrestlers and like how they were treating me at the time. I was just like, I don't even know you. Like I'm not even on the team yet. So, and they like treated me like, they were like the nicest people. They were so kind. And like some of those people are like still my friends like till this day. So um, yeah, just like the family atmosphere made me come to tight. Yeah, man, so, so in hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Uh, people don't realize it, man. But uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously you ended up at Virginia Tech. That family atmosphere is kind of what pulled you there, but there's all kinds of, of pluses to be at Virginia Tech, right? Um, I mean, the first thing, starting off with the coaching staff. The coaching staff's ridiculous, right? And I think, uh, I think the ACC as a whole has a lot of really good coaching staffs, right? I just got off talking with Austin O'Connor the other day, and UNC is kind of building that same thing that Virginia Tech's building, right? And the, the coaching staff at Tech is is uh, got to be one of the best in the country, right? Especially with these recent additions of James Green and now Nashawn Garrett in the past week. So, um, and I know that he's, you know, they're they're training, right? They're not technically coaches, but I mean, you guys are all going to be pulling stuff from them, right? And learning stuff from them. So, you know, they're definitely helping out in that aspect. Um, you know, how do you, what are your thoughts on the coaching staff at Tech and, and how it's evolved since you got there? Um. I love our coaches. Honestly. They're so good. And they, like, help us out a lot. Like, even, like, on the mat and off the mat, just with anything we need. Also, not just, like, the phys physical part of wrestling, but the mental part, too. Like, I can sit down and talk to my coaches about just 
preparing mentally and sometimes like if I'm getting nervous and stuff, being able to like talk to him about that helps out a lot. Having like Coach Roby, he's been coaching, I don't know, he's been coaching for a long time, but he's he knows a lot and he knows what it takes to be successful. Coach Freyer being an Olympian and knowing how to get there also helps with me wanting like to make the Olympic team too and also try to be Olympic champ. So just picking their brains and knowing what they know is pretty cool and it's pretty good to have having like James and now Nation, Ty and them wrestling overseas all the time. Basically learning from wherever they go, learning from uh, the training center out there in Colorado and um, just seeing how they go about their training and how like they just evolve from being like a college athlete to now being more professional uh, makes me think that I could like do the same thing and then it kind of helps out a lot. And like all of our coaches are like really just good in general. And yeah. really want us to be like successful and see us do good. Yeah, I mean, well, the resume, I mean, like I said, you got Olympians, national champions, like world team members, world medalists, everybody's over there. And also, like you said, like you kind of are able to kind of see the path from each of those guys, right? And how they got there. And not only that, it's, you have guys like Jared Freyer that did it, you know, 10 years ago. And then you got guys like James Green and Nation Garrett that are doing it right now. Uh, Ty Wall's on the ladder right now. I mean, all these guys, I think you have so many cool different perspectives from. Mm -hmm. And like, that's gotta be really awesome. Um, so, you know, how is the culture of that? I mean, you talked about it a little bit, you know, kind of a family atmosphere, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about the culture of Virginia Tech. Um, I feel like the culture is like, we just want to see everybody to see in everybody's just really positive. Even like when the pandemic was happening with like COVID and stuff, I just remember like a lot of people like were getting like negative and like we had like just like the people around us being able to like put us back in like a positive mindset. Cause I remember at one point I was like really in a bad place when it came to like COVID and thinking like, we probably won't have a season again like next year and then having like people from other teams talk to me about it then having just people in general like a uh, couple like workers um that's like in our um athletes facility and um a couple of like even my advisor talking to him like having him be positive like i feel like everybody's here even when like stuff happens negatively like we try to have like a positive mindset a positive output on it and I feel like that helps out a lot and just I, like just people here are just like so nice like it's so different from back home so like I just feel like our culture here is just wanting to see everybody be like successful and succeed yeah is that 
So, all right, I mentioned Southern hospitality. You just said it was different from back home. Like, is there an adjustment coming from up in the north, living in New Jersey to Virginia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember my freshman year, I had to adjust because, like, more so when you're back home, like, while, while I'm back home, I'm, like, to myself. Like, you don't really talk to people or, like, you don't really, like, do, like, really good, like, just gestures like hold the door for people or like just like little things like that like you don't do that where I'm from so when I came here more so I feel like people thought that I was like being mean or rude when I wasn't it's just like where I grew up at we didn't so I had to get used to that but now when I'm back home I do like the opposite I like act like I just like it's natural for me to just like I don't know, like, just be more, like, open and nicer to people. Yeah. So, like, when I'm home now, like, I get weird looks from people. They're like, well, I don't know you, so. <laughs> why are you why? holding the damn door open for me? I can yeah. open the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But it's, like, still, like, I don't care. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's, like, it's funny to me now. Because before, I was, I wasn't mean. It's just I was to myself. Because that's how, like, everybody is back home. But like now I'm like I feel like I'm more like open to like being like introducing myself to people I don't know and like having conversations with people. So Yeah. I mean it's just that's two different cultures in itself, right? The north and the south. Like they're just oh, different. Yeah. And it's not good or bad, right? Everybody's like, Oh, southern hospitality and it is a thing. Like, trust me, I grew up in Georgia, like it's a definitely a thing. But you also have like the backhanded hospitality where they're like expecting a thank you or something like you know, it, it goes all kinds of different ways. So um, it's not necessarily that one's good or bad. Um, but I mean, so I, I've been asking everybody this too, you know, when you got down to Virginia Tech, you know, are, are you, are you still living in a dorm? Like what, who are your roommates? How's your whole roommate situation? So I'm living off campus right now. My roommates is Corbin Myers, who's 33 pounder. And then Colton Clark, who's trying to be our starting 74 pounder. And I mean, it's good. We don't like, I have stuff in common with them, but like, it's certain stuff I wouldn't do. Like, they go hunt all the time. You know? I just don't. Like, that's just not me. So yeah. I just like chill back at the apartment and relax. But like, I feel like my living situation is fine. That's cool. I, I feel you on that, man. I, I've never been hunting in my life, even though I grew up in Georgia. And uh, my roommate in college, yeah, they, the maintenance people like called us one time because they got mm -hmm. upset. They got scared because they came in and he had seven guns in his room. And yeah. I didn't even know. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> He's like, oh, they're all they're for hunting. Like, you don't need seven guns for hunting, my man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So that's pretty cool. Uh, just kind of hang out while they go hunting, I guess. Who's a, you know, we talked about like when you're wrestling with the coaches, you wrestle with Freire maybe a little bit more than others. What about, you know, it's the guys on the team or RTC guys, like out of the the wrestlers, you know, who's your kind of main training partners that you go with? Um, Dakota Howard. Uh, dang, dang. Uh, Clayton or sometimes Connor Brady, sometimes Hunter Bolin, 
and then of course James Green. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like it's a it's a lot. It just depends on the day. I try to go with like a different person every day, but I just like my core main ones. I try to go with is probably definitely Clayonora and Dakota James, and then Connor. So you mentioned a, a couple of a young guys there, right? So <laughs> Connor Brady is going is projected probably one seventy four one uh, fifty seven. Sorry. And again, this is what like, you know, us are kind of thinking on the outside, who knows what's going on in there. Um, but it's looking like he's probably 157 for you guys. And then, you know, Clayton's a, a true freshman, um, both kind of big recruits, you know, I mean, I think we're looking forward to a lot of big things from them. What can you tell us about them and the other young guys in the room that we might see this year? Um, they are really good. I know Clayton is really good at just being competitive like, he has a really good gas tank. So, like, even though, say, if you could take him down, like, a bunch of times, he's still going to come at you, which I like. And I feel like that's going to get him a lot better. But then at the same time, whoever he's wrestling a lot better. And he just he just keeps attacking even when he's, like, down. So I feel like that's a good, like, way – of like going about wrestling, especially like in practice, because then when you're in a match, it just makes it a whole lot easier. So I think that's like a good upside for him. And he's a smart wrestler too. Um, Connor is really explosive. Like when he wants to be, he could be like really explosive. He's really powerful. And he's really good at hand fighting when he wants to. Sometimes he's like a little lazy, but he's uh he's pretty good at that. I feel like working at working with him a lot is going to get me better too, because like wrestling somebody who's that powerful, getting in on your legs, it's like if you can stop it, then somebody shouldn't be able to blast through you. So, uh, him being explosive is pretty good too, and he's he's more so like he's uh. He doesn't get tired, but it's like it's like he knows how to manage a match more. I feel like that's his upside more than uh, Clayton. Like Clayton doesn't know how to manage a match match yet. I just feel like Clayton just goes hard. He's like one of those wrestlers. Just he's just going hard the whole entire time. So um, yeah, so Connor is like really good at like managing matches and like knowing when to pick and choose when to attack. And when he wants to attack, um, and oh, uh, who else younger? Kaka, he's really good, really big. I was gonna say he's a little bit bigger than you. Yeah, he's really big, but I like watching wrestle because we have like match days. But um, yeah, for a big guy, he's good at moving his feet and really like his hands. Like he's a really good hand fighter, and then. Who's another younger guy? Sammy Hillegas. He's really good at freestyle-wise. He's really good at um, when somebody gets in on his leg, being able to score. I noticed that a lot. Yeah. But um, he's really smart. He he knows a lot about wrestling. Like he, mean, even, he even like taught me a couple things coming in. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got I got to ask you about that too. Cause all right. Like being the coach, right? I've been a coach in a room and it's like, 
there's an extra level of like I can't let anybody score any points on me because you know I can't let a kid score a point on me because then I'm, they're gonna hold it over my head the whole year. I gotta imagine it's the same thing for you, kind of as you know you're the national champ in the room, right? So you got all all these guys in the room that are really good, and not only that, you got a lot of really good young dudes, right? Like those guys you're naming off, all really highly recruited. They're all either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. I mean, they're brand new on campus. Is there like an extra level of like I can't let these young dudes score on me? Um, no, not really, because it's like it's gonna happen. It's practice. Like if it's a match, like match days. Yeah. Uh, I don't want no one scoring on me on the match. Day. But like in practice, it's like if they score on me, then I'm just gonna try to get it back and score on them. Yeah. But like not just once, but like a bunch of times. So it's like, um. Yeah, I don't really worry about that more so in practice. It's just when it comes to, like, I guess, matches. So, but it's, like, not just the younger guys, just anybody in general. Like, you could be, I'm not trying to let you score on me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's got to be, it, it's got to be better for the team, I think, in practice mm -hmm. for that too, right? Because, yeah. you know, if you were in there just, like, I'm not letting anybody score on me, then mm -hmm. it, it's not really making you or them better, you know? Yeah. And not saying them scoring on you is making anybody better, but like if you're if they're scoring on you, you're you're probably like you know opening it up and like letting it go, and they are too. And so mm -hmm. I imagine that's got to be better just all around for everybody. It's just kind of like mm -hmm. put the ego in the back seat and just go for it. Yeah, um, yeah, man. But you know, I was gonna say, oh, another thing. I mean, you mentioned off a lot of guys, right? You guys have a lot. Of, you had an incredible recruiting class coming in. Um, a lot of guys that are coming in that were redshirting last year, they're really good already. Um, is I don't know if you guys have had wrestle-offs or not yet, um, so I don't know how much you can speak to it. But, like, it, will we get the chance as, you know, Virginia Tech fans to see any of these dudes get in the lineup, you think? Um, that is a good question. I, I mean, feel – Don't give away I, trade secrets, right? But, like – I'm not, but I feel like <laughs> – say, yeah. I ain't gonna say who, but yeah. I, yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, especially watching was it uh, Junior and U23 the other weekend. A lot of those guys did really good. Um, so you know, I can imagine seeing a couple of them, you know, sticking to the lineup different places. Mm -hmm. uh, gonna be fun. Do you guys have wrestle offs coming up? Or are they gonna yeah, be? It's gonna be. We have two. We have one on December ninth. December ninth. And I think that one I'm not wrestling in because yeah. I'm going to be back yeah. from uh, the cup. But the next one's going to be like December 20, like December 20 something, like between that period, like before our actual like first dual meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, y'all just need to, you need to get a Rockfin channel and, and host them on Rockfin so we can all watch. <laughs> Want to see them. I got to watch. I got to get my wrestling in, man. But, uh, all right, so um, back to Virginia Tech. So if I'm a big recruit, right, and you know, I'm the number two guy in the country coming out and I'm looking at different schools, I got Virginia Tech in my top five, why would I pick Virginia Tech? Um, basically for the coaches, our coaching staff, like they really focus on us as individuals. They don't try to make us wrestle like one style. They like try to pick – and she, like pick out the things we're good at and just try to get us better. Also, they, is 
not just about wrestling. They want to see us do good overall in general, whether it's like school or just even after we graduate, like in our jobs and stuff like that. I know a bunch of, like especially Coach Roby still talks to like a bunch of like guys who like graduated and stuff. So they like really care about you as a person, not just like on the mat, but like off the mat too. Uh, just the family aspect, just everybody around you. Like I know our team, like we're really close. So if you want to be close to a bunch of like good wrestlers, then you should probably come to Virginia Tech. I would feel like I would tell a recruit. And then also um, if you want to be successful at wrestling really good, there's a lot of guys here who's been successful and really good. So you can learn from a lot of good people and it's a lot of good talent in our room. So you could compete and be really competitive. So you could get better to the point where you're going to be the guy and you're going to be the one who's winning those national titles and Olympic and world titles. Yeah. Mm. Heck yeah, man. I mean, hell, you could even come in and not know what freestyle is and win a world title a year later. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, that's reality at Virginia Tech, apparently. Um, mm. Yeah, man, but I, I want to ask you about your college career, and, and you only have a year to talk about, right, which is, is cool because we can kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about it. Um, but, you know, when you made that transition from high school to college, and I got to imagine it's in that red shirt freshman year, mm -hmm. what did you realize was the difference between being successful in high school and then being successful in college and not just a body out there, but actually one of the top dudes in college? Um. It, so being good at high school and successful in high school is more so um, like you could do anything you want. It's just like if you had the talent for it, then you were going to be good. But then when you got to college, it was like, well, everyone's good. So like now you got to really like take an account of like everything you're doing, whether it's like sleep, what you eat, um, training, workout partners, um, just all around, just like your whole lifestyle, I feel like. Because like in high school, you could get away with it because it's like you could go out there before your match, eat a bunch of like candy and then wrestle and still do good. But if you do that in college, you're going to cramp up or you might end up losing because you – like then put the right things in your body and now you're tired and your body's like shot. So um, just a lifestyle change from high school to college was like the biggest difference to me. Yeah, that's, that's cool to hear, especially from a guy, you know, so young in his college career as you are. And I, again, it's weird saying that, right? Cause I'm saying that to you and you're like, man, I've been here for three years, but you know, again, like you've only wrestled one year actually, you know, eligibility wise. Um, mm -hmm. So that's cool hearing that, and especially when, I don't know if you've heard the stories, but guys like Kyle Dick would just kind of eat whatever the heck they wanted and they're still like good. So I think it's cool how the sport's kind of transitioning and, you know, health, uh, you know, departments are kind of starting to pick up a little bit more around the programs. Um, kind of focus more on that because that's definitely a crucial aspect. And, you know, in your, I thought it was funny too, in your red shirt year and your freshman year, you had the same exact record. Um, I don't oh, know if you, if you knew that or not. You had 28 and two. As a, I, I just said that, like, I don't know if you knew that or not, because it's weird. Like, so many people don't know. So many people don't even keep track of it. They're just like, I just go wrestle, man. Like, I don't know. Um, do you keep track of it? 
No, I honestly I found that out though. I remember it was like a couple weeks after nationals. Cause yeah. I was I forget who I was talking to about it. It was one of my teammates. And we're like, we're all just talking. I remember at their apartment. And they go, Yeah, you literally had the same record like your first two years. I was like, What are you talking about? It was like you were twenty eight and two both years. And then I looked it up, I was like, Oh, well I was. Like I didn't even know that. Where did you find your record at? Uh I found it on I think I found it on the VT, uh, our yeah. VT wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, because I like I always look at the the wrestlestat.com, right? That's I think it's the best place to go to look at everything. But then also the the college websites. Sometimes they'll be different, and I'll be like, ah, oh, crap! Like who's right? And so like I'll shoot a text to one of the coaches, like, do you know which one's right? But they uh yeah they match up so. Um, yeah, man. So in your red shirt year, you went twenty eight and two. Um, you beat some good dudes, right? You beat guys like Thomas Bullard, Cam Coy, both national qualifiers in the ACC. Um, and then you, the only guy you lost to was Chance Marsteller twice. All right. So you lost to him twice by two points. Mm-hmm. What, what did you take out of that red shirt freshman year? And, you know, especially out of those losses with Marsteller, right? Cause that's a guy that's at the top of the game when you're in a red shirt, right? He was getting, you know, third, fourth in the, in the nation. So what did mm-hmm. you take out of that whole year? I took that I'm, like, right there with, like, the top guys. I just felt like – because, like, when I was registering, I was still in, like, that high high school, like, mindset where it was, like, I still wasn't doing everything right. So being able to, like, see, like, oh, well, only lost by two points, and this this guy's, like, all he's an All-American, and he's, like, doing really good in college, made me feel like – if I start to do things right, then like I could be the same way or maybe even better. And it like just made me focus on just like everything I was doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I mean, that kind of answers my next question. It was going to be, how did that red shirt prepare you to jump into the starting lineup that next year? And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, can you dive a little bit more into how that actually prepared you to, to start? Um, it, well, it prepared me, like, just focusing on getting better at just managing everything, being yeah. able to not stress out about school, also knowing what I need to eat, like, during the day, feeling good for practice, feeling good after practice, too, was a really big part because, like, you get really sore after practice. So being able to, like, stretch out and, like, do like hot and cold tubs, being able to like recover faster for the next hard workout or like the next day. And then um, just learning from everybody in the room too. Like the people who were the starters and like who already had like the success in like all American and stuff like that. Being able to learn from them and like just pick off some of the things they're good at and some of the things I felt like I could do that they were good at and then adding it to like what I already could do. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you know. And I like, I just had a question pop up. I didn't even have down, but thinking back, you're talking about kind of like learning from people during that redshirt year. I mean, one of the guys that you had to have been learning from was David McFadden. 
right? Mm-hmm. He's a four-time All-American, um, doing really well in the senior circuit right now. He was actually, I mean, he was a pretty much like a lifetime 65 guy, but he bumped up to 74 when you made the starting lineup. Um, I mean, to me, that, that says a lot about both of you in that situation because, like, that's a dude that's at the top of the game, one of the best in the country, and, and he bumps up to let this young dude in, right? And that also, on your side, like, it, he wasn't letting you in, right? You earned that spot, so obviously we know. But, you know, how did that whole situation go? Like, you learning from him, and then that, how did you guys figure out, you know, he's going to bump up, you guys are both going to be in the lineup? Because that's obviously what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically we had like a conversation about it and he was just telling me that um, like at the time he was telling me like how he wanted to like bump up and go 74 because he felt like there'd be too much for him to make 65 because he was, he felt like he was getting like a little too bigger, like for the weight. And I like basically if he wanted to do that, like that was fine. Like, I is not like my option to do. I just knew that I wanted to wrestle 65. So that's what I wanted to do. So having that conversation with him and then after basically us just picking off each other during the whole season, like basically telling him how I do certain things and then him telling me like basically picking in back off of each other back and forth really helped us out. Like towards the end of his season, of like him all American and then like me winning the national title. So yeah, he played like a really big part in just being helping me being able to get to where I need to be leading up to nationals. Yeah, I mean I was he kind of one of those big role models for you when you came in? Because I think you guys being right around that same weight and, and obviously him being so good. And I think it's, it's funny too, cause he's also a Jersey guy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a Jersey guy as well, but he's like the other side, right? He's very like out there and very like, he talks a lot and like, I had him on here. He's a good, good dude. Um, but mm-hmm. you're, you know, more reserved. So I think it's kind of cool. Like how did that relationship kind of form and, and build? Um, I mean, well, we're both from Jersey, so we can, like, connect on that. And then we're pretty good at wrestling. So, uh, our relationship is pretty funny to me. Because, like, how you said, like, he is out there. And then I'm, like, more so, I feel like, to myself. But, um, I don't know. I I think (laughs) it's just pretty funny thinking about it. Um... Yeah, I, I. It's just hard to explain, honestly. Oh, you're good. Yeah. It's just our relationship is like really good. Yeah. No, you're good. I had him on here. He's he's a good dude. We talking about his his matchups, man, and like he's just like, yep, whenever, wherever, like he'll, he'll wrestle. Like it doesn't matter. Like he he had uh, the I think it was the Nitty Line one planned, and then mm-hmm. the. Uh, the was it wrestling underground or whatever called him was like hey can you wrestle in like a week like, yep why not like literally dudes like whenever wherever um i think it's it's cool it's cool it's got to be cool for you coming in having kind of a role model like that too the guy that's you know at the top is is doing you know he's, he's an all-american every year so mm-hmm. had to been an asset for you um mm-hmm. and 
you know, obviously you, you kept that momentum rolling, man. I mean, you went 28 and two in red shirt and then you, you know, I mean, seamlessly transitioned into the starting lineup that next year. And you go 28 and two once again, you become Virginia Tech's first ever uh, national champion in wrestling. And so, you know, walk us through that, that transition from red shirt to actually in the starting lineup. Was it, was it kind of weird or, or like, you know, how did all that go? Um, well, like, it wasn't weird, like, because, like, the coaches and, like, all my, all my teammates helped me transition, I felt like. Like, they made me feel like, like I was supposed to be the starter. And, like, I earned the spot. So, like, now to show everybody else what, like, they know what I could do. So I just know my first actual duel meet that I lost, which is pretty funny. I went out there so confident. And like, basically, I feel like that mindset, I had the wrong mindset going into that match. And like, I feel like that match helped me with being able to like develop the right mindset and being able to like, more so focus on uh, not the guy or the person or like me trying to impress everybody to like me focusing on wrestling hard, trying to just go out there and just like give basically all the effort I could give and being able to just um, try not try to win, but being able to win, but more so focusing on um, just going out there wrestling hard and also being grateful too. Because I felt like my first match, I didn't really think about that. But then after I lost, that next duel me, I remember like just telling myself I was grateful for just being able to be a starter, being able to be at Tech, being able to wrestle, yeah. like, just kept, like, kept saying that in my head. Was it so, like – sorry, you go ahead. So I feel like that helped too. But, yeah, like, my teammates and coaches helped me with being able to, like, transition from my wrestling year to actually wrestling. Yeah. I mean, everybody that's ever wrestled wants to be Kale, right? You want to be the next four-time undefeated, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there's pro- – I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously losing sucks, right? And it had to have sucked in the moment. But, like, there's probably a tiny bit of, like, relief than, like, all right, well, like, I lost, so, like, let's just go. You know, like, when you're playing a football game, like, somebody scores seven points on you, you're like, all right, well, we're losing. Let's just go out there and just throw it all over the yard now. You know, like, I mean, definitely not, like, happy about losing, right? That sucks. But, like, maybe just a little bit of, all right, well, we lost. So, like, let's freaking lace them up and go now. Mm-hmm. You know, is that how it felt or, I mean, not? I feel like the loss helped me with um, – I feel like the losses actually helped me a lot. Like, it helped me realize that, like, you're not going to be perfect because that's what I'm trying to be. And in order to get better, you might have to hit, like, bumps in the roads, like losing to a person and being able to bounce back and go on – 
and win a whole bunch of matches. So I felt like those losses just helped me mentally with being able to like tell myself, all right, it's over. You took one loss and like now it's time to like, just like go for it basically, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, dude's not a slouch either, right? Connor Flynn yeah. from Missouri is a very good wrestler. And, you know, you only lost two during that freshman year. You lost to Flynn in that opening duel, and then you lost to uh, Isaiah White of Nebraska, which, you know, Isaiah White was, I think, a D2 national champion and then uh, All-American. I mean, easily one of, the, one of the hardest guys to score on, I feel like, at that weight class in, mm-hmm. in the last plenty of years. Um, so what about that matchup with him? Uh, you know, what went into to that matchup? And um, I don't think you ever got a chance to wrestle him again, but, you know, what would you do differently next time? Um, did he graduate college? Yeah, I think he's gone. Well, and I guess in freestyle, if he does wrestle, just uh, being able to get to my attacks more so and being able to basically – put him in positions where I'm hand fighting a little harder to get to my time. I remember when I first wrestled him at Las Vegas, I was just excited to be in the finals, honestly. Yeah. Because it was like the first time ever being at like a big college tournament and actually in the finals for it. Yeah. So, oh, well, this is But I got really nervous too. So well, I think. That's probably pretty good that that happened before the NCAA championships, right? Yeah. I think that did not help at all because I was like really <laughs> that match. And I was just like, because everybody's like watching you. And I was like, I don't know. I just like was starting to psych myself out before the match. So I feel like having that experience helped me like yeah. how nationals. But um, yeah, going into that, I thought I could win. It's just, I felt like I didn't do as much as I could have. And that was like the biggest part of like that match. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think looking back on it now, we all know that like, obviously you won a national title. So you're, you're able to beat any of those guys in the nation. And you definitely, like you said, could have maybe opened it up a little bit more. Um, I'm interested though, like, you know, as a fan, especially watching the sport, like he's one of those guys that is a veteran and like everybody knows is really good. Like he's, you know, one of the best guys in the weight class that didn't win a national title. So, you know, what was it about him when you wrestled him? He's very, very well known for not being able to, like he, he doesn't get scored on. Right. So what was it about him? That was, that was so tough. Um, Cause I know that, like you said, like, obviously you, you should have opened up a little bit more is kind of how you're feeling. Right. But like, what was it about him that it was also tough? Uh, basically, he was really good on top. But he able to ride me out that whole, I think, third period. And also just, like, he had, like, heavy hips. Yeah. Too. Like, I could, like, tell he had heavy hips when I was, like, like – and like, like he a hip into me a little bit. Yeah. And he was really like smart. Like he was like, like, calculate. Like when he knew when to go, he knew what he needed to do to win and what he needed to get to. I felt like, I yeah. felt like yeah, at the time I was just wrestling just to wrestle, but he was like more so. All right, I'm gonna do 
hand fight and then maybe I'll attack or I'm uh, like snap um, and then like run corner then attack his other leg like stuff like that like he was like more so thinking about what he wanted to get to when me I was just trying to wrestle yeah um, so he's just kind of more like a savvy veteran like been around like knew the yeah. game yeah uh, yeah no it makes sense um and you know luckily we just talked about your two losses right so that's it like no more losses to talk about here um but uh at what point in the season did you like i, I gotta imagine everybody especially when you're having success goes like you know i want to win a national title right at what point though did you realize like not only do i want to win a national title but like this could happen. Like, was there a match that you, you beat somebody or like a point in practice or something where you're just like, this is real. Like I can win a national title. Um, it was probably the practices leading up to nationals. And I remember I was wrestling, um, I was wrestling ZZ and Dave, a bunch of those practices and like, um, Zach Zavatsky mm-hmm. coming up to me. He was our 84-pounder at the time. Coming up to me, telling me that uh, I can win nationals. Like going through that practice while him taking, while him being able to take me down, like him being in deep a bunch of times. I remember just feeling like, like I had a chance to win and maybe I could win. And also wrestling with Dave and being able to take Dave down. And, like, Dave telling me that I, like, could be, like, the first person to, like, win the national title. And also the coaches, too, at the time. Like, those practices leading up to nationals, I think, really helped. Because, like, at ACC's, I wrestled bad at, like, I felt like I wrestled bad in the whole tournament, even though I won. But then I just remember focusing on – um doing the right things because I felt like before the ACCs I did the wrong things. So once I started doing the right things again, I felt like that helped me with being more uh, just aware and practicing, just practicing way better leading up to nationals. So when I got to nationals, I was just prepared for like just anybody. Yeah. No, that it makes sense, especially when you're in there in the room wrestling with these like top level guys, you know, you're probably getting the better of them a little bit more than you had and you know, have everybody telling you, you know, you're the guy. Um, that's got to be a good feeling heading in. And I'm interested, right, because not only did you win a national title and again, like you weren't the guy that was picked, right, but you had an incredible run. I mean, dude, like you hit the best dudes in the bracket the whole way. And, and so what did you think? Like, did you ever look at the bracket before the tournament? And if you did, like, what were your thoughts? Nope. I wasn't allowed to look at the bracket, actually. Coach Frey told me that I didn't need to look at the bracket. All I need to know was my seed. And then I need to know – I need to know my seed. And then the first person I was wrestling, that's all I knew going into the tournament. Yeah. And then I had other people actually tell me about other people's seedings and stuff, but I really yeah. didn't that but yeah I was more so like the coaches made it seem like more so just to focus on myself like they were the ones that I worried about 
the brackets, I guess, and matchups and stuff. But for us, it was more so like we didn't need to see that. All we need to know was the first person we were wrestling. Worry about the person we're wrestling each round. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's that's the way to look at it. You know, there's no reason to get psyched up for who could, who couldn't wrestle, blah blah. Um, but I mean, it had to feel good. Like you know, right out of the gate, you had a. Um, a ACC foe, right? So you had Cam Coy right out the gate. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you'd wrestle him. I can't remember if you did or not, but I'm sure you'd wrestle him before. Obviously, if you did, you'd won because we talked about your two losses. Um, but I mean, even still, like, he's a very quality opponent, right? And then followed up by uh, McCormick of Army, another very quality opponent. I mean, did... <laughs> Did it feel at least a little bit good to wrestle a guy like Coy first where you kind of knew, like, all right, I know how I match up against this guy at least to start off with? Yeah. Because, like, actually both guys, because I wrestled um, the, the Army guy. Or, yeah, he was at Army, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wrestled him my redshirt freshman year. So wrestling both of them before, I was just like, all right, I know uh, I could go out and, like, beat them. It just brought my confidence, like, more up each time, like, stepping out on the mat, like, wrestling Cam first. I wrestled him probably three times before that. Yeah. And uh, I felt like I knew what he was going to try to do. So I just knew what I needed to do to be able to win. And then wrestling the Army guy, I remember – I don't remember everything from my match wrestling rest, my wrestling year. I just remember what I got to and what I was good at against him. So I felt like that just brought my confidence up, like leading up to like more so the bigger matches in the mm -hmm. tournament. Yeah, because those those next three, are, I mean, are all like it's murderers row. I mean, you. It, I think it's funny these years past, like if you win an NCAA title, you're the national champion, right? You're the baddest dude. But a lot of these times you'll see like a, a, a 12 seed in the finals and you look back and you'll be like, all right, well, all these dudes like got picked off somewhere and he kind of like had a, a easier road. Maybe mm -hmm. you didn't, <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> ran through all those dudes. And so um, when you hit uh, in the quarterfinals, you ended up hitting Alex Marinelli of Iowa, who was the one seed. Um, I'm interested before we even talk about the match, do you how much do you actually follow along with like the sport of wrestling outside of your own wrestling? And did you know who Marinelli was going into that match? Well, yeah, because I wrestled him in uh the summer for Junior Worlds. And I remember I don't know what seed he was. He was one. No, when we wrestled oh, Junior at, Worlds. Yeah. But I just remember he was like a big name. Because I remember he like he was an all American his uh freshman year. Yeah. And when I beat him at juniors, that's when I re I remember beating him at juniors. I was like thinking about like that match and like how like like a like hard fought match that was and like basically just thinking like going into the match and having like the same type of mindset. And like I knew I I could like be able to be him as just like more so like my confidence and being confident in myself, which I was like kind of starting to get overly confident like in the tournament. But um, uh, 
knowing about him, I just knew that he was going to come at me hard, like really hard. And I was just going to have to be in there and just weather the storm. And then also um, he was going to be like really good at, like if he did get in on my legs trying to finish, which he couldn't, but I know he's like really good at finishing too. And I also, I think I saw him wrestle, because I think I did see the Big Ten finals that year. He wrestled well, Vincenzo. So, yeah, I, I, I watched that match. Because normally I don't really watch a lot of college matches, but that, that one I watched, because I was like, actually, I wanted to see who like was going to win. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Um, and I mean, that's kind of a unique situation. Like, that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. You're wrestling the one seed, so like most people that's, you know, even if you're confident in yourself, you're like, all right, it's like this dude's legit. He's the one seed. Like, we got to be on our game. But not only was he the one seed, you had beat him before. So that's a that's kind of a cool place to be at, where you're like, yeah, he's the one seed, but I beat this dude before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's pretty cool. And then, you know, obviously that was a great match. It came down as a three to one match, and that really was that was the moment that put you on the map for all of the college wrestling fans, right? Um, you're smiling. Yeah. What? I mean, did you know that at the at the time? Um, or you weren't even thinking about that, I'm sure. I, yeah, I wasn't. I I just remember getting a lot of alerts. And I had to turn off my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, he's like, all right, so when I grew up, I was an Iowa fan, big Iowa fan. And I, I live in ACC country now, so obviously a big ACC guy. Um, but, like, he was – or he even still is, because he's still there. He's like one of Flo's chosen sons, right? Like, he's like he's very out there. People know him. He's got the nickname, the bull, like, all this kind of stuff. Um, and the ACC just kind of hasn't gotten as much coverage, as much attention. And I feel like that match, and obviously you winning a national title, has really changed a lot of that. And, I mean, even before you guys, like Jack Mueller, like, same situation, come into the, the tournament, you know, undefeated or one loss or something. And people don't have that respect yet or, like, don't really know them that well yet. And you kind of burst on the scene with that match. That was obviously, it was a great match, three to one. You ended up getting that takedown. Um, Can you kind of talk us through, like, how you sealed that match right there at the end? Because it was great. I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. I remember that whole, like, uh, single leg situation out on the the edge of the circle. How'd you you end up getting that takedown and and winning that match? I just remember when I got to the single leg, and more so I was like, going for it. I didn't want to, like, go too far for it because I didn't want him to, like, step out of bounds or, like, us go out of bounds. But then he rolled. And as soon as he rolled, I just remember that instead of going in front of him, I was, like, going behind him to, like, just stay behind him even after he was done rolling. So as soon as he landed in, like, a tripod position, I'll be behind him and then they'll give me two. But somehow he, like, I don't know what he did, but they didn't give me two yet. And we were, like, really close to the edge. Then I was, like, getting kind of nervous because I'm, like, like, should I pull him in? Like, what should I do? Because I didn't want to, like, give his leg away or, like, like release pressure so he could get away. And then I remember he rolled again. Uh, but, like, the reason why he rolled again is because, like, I was bringing him forward and his hands was about to touch the mat. And I just remember he, like, rolled again. And I did the – same thing, except for this time, I hooked his leg mm. so I could, like, basically control his roll. And then I, like, posted my hands to also help with, like, controlling him from, like, rolling too fast. And then 
I just remember after he was done rolling, I like covered him on, like covered on top of him. And as soon as I was on top of him, I just, cause I didn't know how much time was left. I thought it was like 20 seconds left. So I was gonna have to hold him down. I just remember looking back, it was like only like six seconds, like five seconds. And then I almost celebrated too early too. Cause like I got up pretty fast, but um, I just remember at that moment, like knowing that like I secured like the takedown and the win that it like felt so good. And like usually I don't even celebrate, but I was like so hyped in the moment that I like got up and started shouting. So yeah, some good pictures, man. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that was obviously a big win, and uh, not only did that put you in the semifinals, but that's also the All American match, right? So. Um, mm -hmm. You're a freshman that solidifies that you're an All-American. Was that even a thought that was in your mind? Like, it probably wasn't at the moment, but like, did that ever enter your mind or was it just all like, well, like, we got to keep going. Like, I don't care about that yet. Like, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, at least that's cool, you know? Yeah, like, I thought about it because I remember, like, after I was like, oh, all right. I'm like, All-American now. Like, I can say that. And like, I can like honestly say that, but then I like just remember telling myself, I was like, but I didn't come for that. I came here to be a national champion. So yeah, I like told myself like, that's good. But I like had to refocus. Like I was grateful for being an All-American, but I just knew like I wanted to be more than just that. And I wanted to win. So going into that semifinals, I was like dead locked in at that point. Yeah, and like walk us to that semifinal, right? Because you hit um, you hit Evan Wick, right? And Evan Wick is is very good, and I think most people thought like, oh, this is awesome, you know, Makai beat Marinelli, like, but it's probably gonna end here. Like most people thought like, all right, Wick's gonna take this match. Um, mm. He's a really tall, lanky guy. He's yeah. he cradles everyone under the sun. Like you had to know that going in. Um, what were your your thoughts going into that match, and kind of like how did it play out for you? Well. I knew when it came to top and bottom, I was going to have to get out. So I was, I really wanted to get a takedown at first. But when I got to one, I like was really confident because I like knew that like, I could take him down. And then him getting in on my legs, knowing that he couldn't really finish the way he wanted to also helped with my confidence even more because it let me know that like I could defend against him. Mm -hmm. And um, going into that second period, and I think I chose bottom, or no, he chose top. And when he chose top, like, I knew that I was going to have to get up because I knew he was going to try to cradle me. Was there ever but, any moment when he picked top or you're like, oh, shit? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that went through my head. I was yeah. just like, going to try to pin me now. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, all right, you got to stand up. I just remember telling myself, like, just – come up every time and every time he brought me back down I just like kept popping back up and when I finally got out I was so happy but then I almost made the dumbest decision by going down in the third period because it was my choice but then good thing I looked over at my coaches because uh they're screaming and they told me to go neutral because like, like he couldn't take me down from on my feet and I was wrestling really good on my feet so I just remember going neutral and then basically the whole 
like just me being in a good position, like not really like letting him get to his attacks, but then finally being able to secure the final takedown, that was like, that was probably one of the best feelings at Nationals for me, because it made me realize that I was in the finals. I was like almost about to like complete like one of my dreams that I had like growing up. Yeah. Like, so that made me feel real good. And then just me realizing that walking off the mat was just crazy to me. Cause like reality was starting to set in that like now, like literally everybody's going to watch you now in the finals. Was that, so did that feeling like, did that set in during the match or, or was it like right after the match when you're walking off where you're like, I'm in the finals. It was right after when I was like walking off because like, like it's, it's hard to explain. It was just, it was like, it was like, I worked so hard to get to this point And like now I'm here, like I'm at this point and like, it's only one more match until I could say I'm a national champion. Yeah. That's going to be hard mentally, though, because at, oh, that, at that moment, you're like, this is amazing. Like, this is the best moment of my life. But then you're like, I still got another match. Like, I got to refocus. I got to come back off this cloud nine and get back in, you know, in the grid of it. And not only that, but I'm assuming at some point you found out that you're wrestling Vincenzo, right? And mm -hmm. for, for those people that are listening, you know, if you don't know, Vincenzo Joseph had just – won his second national title in a row. He was on track to win four, right? So everybody, everybody's talking about him as the next dude to win four, right? And so, like, that's very much a storyline. And even so, like, going into the finals, like, I feel like you were doubted the whole way along, right? Because every time you hit one of those last three dudes, everybody thought, you know, all right, he's going to lose now. Um, and especially in the finals, it was kind of like, all right, well, Joseph's already won two national titles. He's got this guy's the eight seed, right? He shouldn't be here. Like, he's going to win another one. Um, Walk us through, like, coming down off of cloud nine, and how did you mentally gear up for that match? So, basically, I remember going back to the hotel room and trying to stay off my phone. Yeah. Talking to my teammate, who was at Savatsky, and he was in my hotel room, which was really good for me at the time because it was really easy for me to talk to him because, like, we were really close. And – He's already wrestled at like, I think three um, national like tournaments. So like he was just telling me like how he went about when like he was like at a really high and he had to come down. So that helped me out a lot. Um, and then also taking my mind off wrestling too, trying to like focus on other stuff. Basically watching TV helped out a lot being able to talk about something else too helped out. Cause it was like, now my mind's like off wrestling. Like now I'm like actually like coming back down. And like now once I do start thinking about wrestling again in the morning and refocus, then it's going to be able to be easier for me to like, not be as like, like, too high of a high and like I could be like pretty like calm and stable yeah how did and 
people don't think about right because you think that you you make the the finals friday night right you have to Mm -hmm. to weigh out or weigh in in the morning i don't know which one you guys do um Mm -hmm. but then the next day the finals aren't until you know six seven whatever o'clock at night so like you talked a lot about like getting your mind off of wrestling. Is that kind of what you did or what did that day look like in the morning waking up, up until the point where you actually go to the arena and get, you know, ready for wrestling? So I had to lose, I think like 0.8. So that wasn't really bad, but I just remember I woke up and also I tweaked my knee, which people didn't really know. So that made it a little tougher because. In the semifinals? Yeah. I tweaked my knee in the semifinals, but I was, like, trying to, um, like, wrestle, but I really, like, it, like, hurt. But it wasn't too painful, but, like, it still hurt whenever I would drop on it. And then um, I remember that as soon as I made weight, as I was done, I was leaving, like, the trainers and the coaches made sure I got, like, my knee fixed and they did everything for my knee. Because, like, at when I got to the finals, my knee was fine at that point because I was like rehabbing it the whole entire time and then um going back to the hotel I just remember I ate breakfast and I was just like relaxing in the room and then I like took like a little nap I woke up I woke up to um to like the basketball the uh March Madness yeah I woke up watching that game so my mom was off wrestling at this point, watching that game, and, and the game was uh, I forget who it was. I know it was Oregon and somebody else, but that game was pretty going pretty crazy. And then I got a text like later, like around one o'clock, two o'clock, that they wanted me to um, go get some food. So then I went and got some food with one of our guys on staff. And we walked because they wanted me to walk and like get some fresh air. So we walked probably like a couple blocks. I got my food. I was eating there. And then we walked back more a couple blocks. And then I finally got back to the hotel room. I was in the hotel room at this point relaxing, still focused on other things, but wrestling. And then finally, when the coaches came into our room, well, the coaches came into my room and they were, like, talking to me. That's when I started to refocus on wrestling. That was probably, like, two hours out. Yeah. Hour and a half out. So, yeah. So, like, my that whole entire day, like, the morning I started off just cutting weight, then just thinking about other things, and then one started to refocus about wrestling, like, probably, like, hour or two out. Yeah, and, and then you, you get back and, and you're getting warmed up. You're getting ready for the match. Um, I can't remember exactly what your walkout song was, but did you ever think I'm going to pull a Jarrett Hot here and I'm going to run out to horse horse sounds? <laughs> no. That had to be one of the best walkout songs ever. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Were you you were there when when that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That, I was uh, like, oh, that that is not. That is not me. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious, dude. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, you how does it feel to run out of that tunnel with the fire going? You know, you're in 
I don't remember if you're in the red or the, or the green corner or whatever, get the lights on. Like, how does that feel running out to the mat, jumping up on the stage? Um, that felt pretty cool. Actually, I was walking and I felt the fire on my back when it came up. I was like, <laughs> I thought like I was about to get burnt. <laughs> but it was pretty, it was pretty uh, cool. Having like the steam too, come down and like all the lights and then like being able to like see just like the mat and then, like, all the fans, like, how many people were there, I was just, like, but I was just amazed. And yeah. at that point, I was just excited. I was ready to go. I was, like, it wasn't even nerves at that point. I was just, like, wrestle. Yeah. Just waiting on wrestling in that match. I just remember taking it all in. Because, like, I never know if I'm going to get back to that stage or not. So I just remember telling myself to like literally to just look around, just like just take it all in. Like even the walkout, like being able to like know that I was able to experience this one point of my career. Just living in the moment and taking it all in, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. I know uh, that that picture of you walking out with the flames in the background is mm-hmm. literally my like background on my, my Facebook and my rock fan. Because uh, when I put it all together, I was like, all right, like, I got to pick a background image. Like, who am I going to put up there? Well, latest national champ. You got to put him in there, man. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, that'd be a cool moment. And then, obviously, Vincenzo runs out. Uh, was there ever any, like, did you ever think about wrestling him? Like, was there ever anything in your head? Because, like I said, like, he was the guy that everybody was thinking was going to be the next four-timer. So, did that ever go through your mind, or were you just like, Another match, like, I'm going to wrestle my match. I'm going to win this thing. I just remember my redshirt year telling, like, a couple of my friends who came in with me on the team that I was, like, I wanted to wrestle him because I, I felt like I could beat him. Yeah. And that was me, like, as a true freshman. So, like, then at the point of me realizing that, like, I have this opportunity now to be able to compete against him, and like, and like now it matters because it's like for a national title, yeah. it's pretty to me. And then, um, just realizing that, uh, like, I was going to have the opportunity to wrestle him, whether it was like in the tournament or not, was uh, pretty cool too. But like, just to wrestle him for a national title made it much better than what I thought. Because I thought I was just going to wrestle him in, like, a dual meet or something or, like, yeah. at a random tournament. And then, like, oh, like, like I, I could, like, be him there. So, yeah. um, yeah. But, like, coming into college, I, like, I was thinking about beating, like, all the top guys. So having the opportunity made it much, like, better. That's cool. It's kind of like, you know, you're some of the guys in like UFC talk about, you know, oh, I've always wanted, I've always looked up to GSP or something. And then all of a sudden they're fighting GSP for the world title, you know, like that's the same kind of situation. Uh, Maybe not looking up to him, but like, you know, you're Mm -hmm. looking at this guy's at the top and you're wanting to beat him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, in that match, obviously, you know, seven to one win for you. I mean, it was very, very lopsided. And I, I don't think, outside of the Virginia Tech guys, I really don't think there's many people that were picking you to win just because of, you know, who he was. And, and so, you know, 
walk us through that match. I mean, obviously there was the big cradle in there, right? But you pretty much dominated the entire match. And up until that point in his career, at least, the only dudes that were able to figure him out were Isaiah Martinez and Alex Marinelli, right? Mm -hmm. So um, how did you kind of solve that puzzle? Um, I just knew that I would have to be able to create something. And I, like the cradle that I hit, like I tell people this all the time. I tried to hit it on Marinelli, but it didn't work. And I was like, all right, well, nobody didn't see it yet. So maybe I should hit it like this match. And I just remember, because he's a little bit shorter than Marinelli too. So it made it like much easier. And um, being able to like get in the position that I needed to be in. So I felt like against Marinelli, like, the reason why I didn't get it because uh, he, like, was able to poke his hat out. But against Joseph, I was able to, like, grab his chin to, like, basically grab it like a football. And then basically, like, when he was, like, hopping around, that was the point where I was, like, able to crunch and lock it up. So um, having the opportunity to do that cradle like set me up to be in a better position for then like going towards me wrestling like the whole rest of the second period. Cause I knew he's going to try to come at me now. Yeah. I, once he starts to get on his attacks, then to open him up. Cause if he starts to get sloppy, then I can start picking him off. And then uh, when he got my leg up, I remember I was kind of scared at that moment. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I was like, because, like, my leg was so high in the air. I don't know how I kept my balance, but I ended up doing it. Somehow. And as soon as I didn't give up that takedown, then I knew I was like, all right, then uh, I feel like I'm going to win. Like, I'm going to win this title. Because he was in so deep. Like, he had literally the best position to get the takedown. So, and then going into that, that last exchange where he actually was deep again on my leg, I just remember I feeding him hips. And as soon as I did that, I just remember just cranking really hard with my cross face and then like getting my leg back. And as soon as I got my leg back, then I, I like knew that like I finally like did and like accomplished one of my goals. Yeah. I mean, you talked about a couple of key moments there and like one was the cradle, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough. I was actually in the front row in that corner. Right. So mm -hmm. I was literally like probably 10 feet from that. It was, it was such a cool moment from a fan perspective. Um, seeing that cradle get locked up and put him on his back. Were you, when you're in that cradle, I'm wondering like, is this such a big match and you don't want to like mess anything up as well? Like you have the cradle, but you don't want to let it go. Mm -hmm. Like how much were you actually working for the pin versus like, I, I just need to hold him here and get my back points. Honestly, I knew I would, I wasn't going to be able to pin him because he had, he like had his hand on his knee and I wasn't able to like get my uh, hips back up on top of him. So yeah. then at that point realizing that I was just like, all right, I just need to hold it. And I tried to hold it for as long as I could, but I just felt like my grip just breaking because he was like pushing off his knee to get uh, like to break my lock. But like at that point I was just trying to hold it. Yeah. Well, I remember like seeing it, like you were, if I remember correctly, kind of like on your side back, kind of like holding it. And 
uh, just kind of wasn't really a position where you could have secured the fall really, you know, mm-hmm. well, right. Obviously talking about getting back on top would have been better, but in that situation, just kind of holding for the back points. And then also in the other point, you know, over on the edge of the mat where you had your leg up, I remember, and I, I think I've heard an interview with you, maybe, maybe even right after, right might've been right after the match or something, but um, I don't even know if you remember when you guys went out of bounds and you didn't give up that takedown. First of all, it was incredible. I could not believe you didn't give up that takedown. And then when you went out, didn't give up the takedown, I remember you like shaking your head, like, no, like it's not gonna happen. Do you remember yeah. doing that? Oh yeah. Oh, cause people, yeah. Cause people thought like I was trying to be disrespectful. No, no, no. I didn't take it that but, way at all. But like some people did. Yeah. Like, but that wasn't for him. That was more so for me. Yeah. And like just recognizing that like I just kept telling myself the whole tournament that I'm not getting taken down. And then realizing that that happened basically that was just letting myself know that like um like no one's taking me down basically. And then I looked at my coaches to like basically like say the same thing like I'm not getting taken down like I'm not giving up a takedown well, I think the only people that took it as disrespect would have been Penn State fans and obviously yeah. they're a little biased yeah. Um, so yeah no I think everybody else knew like it was like an empowering moment you know you're like nope uh-uh not even the best who's gonna take me down like I got <laughs> this you know uh no that, that was a cool moment man I'm, I was so lucky to be sitting right there like seeing the entire match not only from like the rafters but actually you know right there in it um mm-hmm. And then obviously you won a national title and I assume that was your parents over the side that you ran and, and gave them hugs and stuff. Um, what was that moment like after, you know, winning a national title, getting to hug your parents and then also like, how is it getting interviewed in that moment? Um, well, winning, as soon as I saw my parents immediately, I went, ran over there and that was like, that was my favorite moment of just yeah. winning was being able to like hug my mom and dad and everything they did for me to put me into position just uh in college let alone wrestle in college and just being grateful for just them and everything they did for me just growing up uh made me so happy and made that moment just the best moment for me then getting interviewed that was the worst thing i think because I was tired. I I just won nationals, so it's like, I didn't know what I was gonna say. I still, to this day, don't remember what I said. Yeah. And like, it was like a lot of things I could have said, but I didn't, cause like, I, I was still thinking about winning nationals. And then also, so it's like, it's like these questions that he's asked me, like, I was just like, I don't even wanna like answer them. Like, I just wanna see, like, everybody now like i just want to see all the fans and like all my friends yeah well it's a weird moment like even looking on it from my perspective it's like like you said like i kind of want to know like what you're going to say in the moment but at the same time everybody knows like that's not like cool-headed makai lewis answer right that's like dude that just came off the mountaintop like out of breath like dude i get out of breath on my phone walking up the driveway you know like i can't imagine trying to catch your breath in the middle of that Mm -hmm. um so, I mean, that was definitely, yeah, it was a cool moment, though. I mean, for everybody, it was, it was historic. And um, 
I think a cool storyline that I don't even know if anybody really pays attention to certain, probably not you. Um, but you know, Imar one, two was on pace for four. And then Joseph on two, one, two on pace for four. And then mm -hmm. you're the next freshman to, to win. So that was, it, it's kind of a trend in the mm -hmm. weight class. So I don't know. I kind of cut you off. What were you about to say? No, because one thing I was going to try to do, which people didn't know this, because they were like pulling me to more interviews. I was getting so frustrated. I was going to like try to like jump up into the stands and like yeah. run and like actually like go to like the hoagie fins and stuff. But I couldn't because literally I was being pulled to like the next interview. I'm just like, I was like, I was debating on should I do it or not? Because like if, because also everybody else was um, like, they were wrestling, like, the next match was about to, be, like, start, and, like, they was wanting to do all that stuff. And uh, I knew it went by time, so it was, like, if I was to miss, like, those interviews, then the next person I was coming, like, they would have to wait, and then, like, I would just, like, hold everybody back. But, like, I don't know. I kind of felt like I should have did it in the moment. Hey, man, you got four to five or like three to four more years, and I have no doubt we'll see that position again. So uh, I think, you know, you might get another shot at that. Yeah. If you do, I definitely – I expect some crowd surfing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think the Hokie fans have any problem with, with that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, that was incredible. And, and, you know, speaking of that storyline, I, I – I, get the feeling, you know, from talking to you, from talking to everybody that that's probably not anything that's on anybody's mind, but um, I, I like to at least acknowledge that, you know, you won it as a freshman, right? And so you have three more years and now maybe four with this extra year of eligibility. Um, that's the potential, you know, just mathematically for five national titles. Obviously we're not thinking that far ahead, but you know, what is that storyline mean to you? Does it mean anything at all? Do you look into it like, when somebody brings it up, what are your thoughts around that? Uh, I don't think about it at all, <laughs> to be honest. I'm just focused on what's coming up, what I got to do like now. I don't really try to focus on the future. I just try to focus yeah. on staying in the present. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's the best answer. And I, I'm not asking like as some weird, weird question. Uh, I just, I like to know what, what's, what's going on in the mind, you know, because there's not a whole lot of people that, that get to have those thoughts. And so... Uh, I think it's it's really cool to to think about, and you know, obviously, not only is the national title special for you, special for your parents, but it's it's super special for the university, right? That's the first one ever in Virginia Tech's history. Um, what did that title mean to the school and to the coaching staff? Um, I feel like it meant a lot because, like, we're like we always been good enough to have a national champion it's just it always wouldn't go like our way I guess and um I felt like it just made the school feel like like the future for the school and like even our coaches like the future for like just our wrestling program is like going up and like we have the potential to have more national champions in the future and like now people are recognizing that like it could happen like it's not just like a thought in the back of people's head now like it's like actually like i like people 
on our staff, like our coaching staff, feel like we can have more national champions, not just me, but just like in general with other people on our team, like just our uh, school too also. Well, it's got to be such a – and I know that, you know, you're definitely the type of guy that probably doesn't want to take like all the credit for anything or whatever. Like, you know, you are the face of this national title, but, you know, there's an army behind you, right, that shares in that. And so um, I think that's got to be a big – a big deal, like like I've said multiple times, you guys have such a great recruiting class that just came in, right? And that has to be a huge, huge, uh, uh, I'm losing my words here. You, you contributed a lot to that, right? So uh, winning that national title, like you said, kind of broke the seal. And, and these guys that might have been kind of thinking, all right, well, maybe I need to go to Ohio State because they've won a national title or whatever. They're now seeing, like, not only did I like Virginia Tech, but, like, he won it. Like, well, I can do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, does that give you a little bit of pride knowing that you kind of broke that seal for, for these young guys? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, it does. Because, like, it makes me realize that now I have, like, an influence on the program. And, like, people want to and is willing to listen to me because, like, I know what it takes to where, especially like, especially um, the younger guys on the team, where, what it takes to like be a national champion. So I feel like, like I do have a lot of pride in that. And I feel like um, that's just going to help me to get to where I want to be too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, obviously, that years behind you now you have like i said three or four more years have you even thought about that extra year of eligibility is that something that you're you were like right away i want it or like i don't know we'll see what do you think um i haven't been thinking about that either honestly <laughs> like i remember yeah. when about it i was just like all right and because i already knew i had two more years after this so i was just like that's just wasn't even on my mind I'll yeah. probably probably come up after my my third year mm -hmm. being right third year actually competing. So yeah. that maybe next year I'll probably think about it a little more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, people don't realize that's a lot of time to be in college, right? You got to find crap to keep you there. For one, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like we've said, like you're a junior in college, so you're coming up on the end of your degree, but you've only wrestled one year. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of logistic stuff and, and, and scholarships and everything. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens with that. And, you know, coming into this year, I know you guys got a lot of young studs in the lineup. Um, I assume the plan is probably for you to stick at 165. Is 74 ever something that might be in the future or you see yourself as kind of a career 65? Um, never know. Never know. That's all. That's all I gotta say to that question. You just never know. Never know. All right. Hey, that's that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's a cool question to ask though, because like I said, you guys got so much talent over there. You know, like guys like Ulrich, especially that's right there, right around the same weight, and, and seeing how that figures out is the only reason I'm wondering, um, because it's gonna be fun to see him in the lineup at some point too. But um, man, I mean. What is it like coming back to college? 
Um, and I assume, are, are, are you, have you made that decision to come back this year for sure? Or is there possibly a red shirt or anything like that? No, I'm coming back. Yeah. Okay. Back. Um, so what's it like coming back knowing, knowing you're the guy, right? So in high school, you, you had to come back for that senior season, knowing you're the guy, what's it like in college coming back as the national title winner, the last time we had one and kind of knowing you have a target on your back now. Um, just taking it day by day. Uh, not really worried about that, like having a target on my back, worried about me working hard and trying to be better so I could compete better, try to um, just build myself to the point where I'm back to where I want to be at, like wrestling-wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everything else, I, I just don't worry about that. I just mainly try to like just focus on things I need to do to be where I want to be at. Yeah. And then also, you know, uh, for talking about 65, you know, coming back, you have a lot of really good dudes in here, right? You got um, obviously Marinelli's back. You got Wick back, which actually I think Wick was taking a red shirt, but I don't know with his eligibility thing. Um, and then you got guys like Shane Griffiths, Travis Whitlake, uh, you know, Carson Karchel possibly. Um, is there anybody, I know that you kind of just are, are in the mindset of like whoever steps on the mat, like I'm just going to do, do my thing and, and see what happens. But is there anybody on that list where, or even anybody else where you're like, not WWE style, like, Oh, I want that guy. Right. But like, I respect that dude's wrestling. I'd love to step on the mat with him. Like, is there anybody that you're kind of looking forward to possibly wrestling? Probably Marinelli again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's always fun to wrestle the bull. <laughs> yeah man um all right well I, i've kept you on here for way too long so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask one last question and i'll leave you alone i promise um so you know with this year coming up it's gonna be a lot of fun like i said you got a lot of freshmen in the lineup possibly you got there's a lot of cool possibilities virginia tech's right on the cusp of of winning a uh, a trophy this year possibly the national title who knows stacked lineup what can hokey fans look forward to for this coming season um, basically a lot of exciting matches, a lot of exciting matches, um, just our team going out there trying to compete hard and hopefully be able to put ourselves in a position to win like a ACC title again and trying to win, uh, like a team title or a place at nationals as a team. And then also hopefully have a, a couple this year or in the future yeah oh for sure uh i know i'm looking forward to it i, I live down here in chapel hill so i'm not very far away i have to if we have fans i'm going to try my best to make it up there and watch a match with blackbird um but i'm looking forward to it. i'm glad the champ's back uh, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch the rest of this year man so i appreciate you coming on and chatting with me especially over two hours we've been on this thing i didn't realize uh, so i appreciate it man Thank you. Thanks for having me.